There are several exits on this aircraft in the event of an emergency. At this time, please fasten your seatbelts as we are preparing for takeoff. And welcome aboard. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of It's Just a Tart Podcast. That's right, y'all. The rumors are true. After a year since our last episode, It's Just a Talk is back, baby, because we have to come back and talk a little tea, talk a little bit true. But you know, I always leave time to talk some shit. <laughs> I'm your host, Mauricio. I'm so happy that you have chosen to come back and listen to us. It's Just a Talk is your Latinx, queer, Spanglish, and everything podcast. And this episode is episode 37. Episode 37 is being brought to you by Funko Pops. Yes, because I spent way too much money during this pandemic on pump, 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 Funko Pops. Look, I can't even say it anymore. I used to call them Pop Funkos. Maybe they're just Funkos, but they're really Funko Pops. Look, bitch, I downloaded the little app a couple weeks ago. Y yo te digo que when the little app and I scanned all my little Funko Pops, it told me that my collection was worth almost $2,000. Casi me caí. Casi me caí la pinche escalera. And I don't even have fucking stairs in my house, okay? <laughs> I was like, bitch, when I tell you I spent so much money during COVID buying these little toys, I was like, oh my God, this is why I shouldn't have adult money. Because these fucking Funko Pops are going to take all of it. It's que mira, they're like addicting. Like you see a show, you see a movie, and right away they have your Funko Pops. And I'm like, oh my God, I really like that show. Me gustó mucho esa movie. I have to buy this Funko Pop and like display it so that when everybody walks in, they see that I have that toy as a 30-something-year-old man. Cuando yo te digo que, you know, if I was having hookups over, the Funko Pops would be having them run away. It's... It must be like stuffed animals for women. You know, guys, straight men, if you listen to this, I know a couple of you do. If you go home to a girl and her house is full of stuffed animals or dolls or something, you're going to run, right? Is that the same gaze? If you walk into someone's house and they have Funko Pops everywhere, are you running or are you appreciating the collection? <laughs> Whichever it is, that's what episode 37 is being brought to you. So I'm so happy you're here, y'all. Stay tuned because we're about to go on a journey that took a whole year for us to take. We'll see you in the next segment, y'all. Y como dice Carrie Bradshaw, y ya, and just like that. Mira, I even fucked it up. All right, y'all, welcome to the next segment of the podcast. We used to call it Just in This Week or Algo Así when the podcast first started. Then I titled it, and like the sands of the hourglass, so are the days of our life. Pero mira, it's been so long since we've talked together que I'm calling this section in Just Like That. Porque parece como que nos tomó todo un año, dique, 
It has been a year, y'all. <laughs> All right, y'all. How have y'all been? How have I been? I will tell you that I'm no longer recording recording from my little walk-in closet. Porque no tengo walk-in closet, okay? Yeah, se fue. Goodbye. Since I last talked to y'all, so much has changed. I have a new job. I've, it's, gonna, it's about to be a year in my new job. Um, I live on my own now. I moved out. I no longer live in the Fruitvale in Oakland. Still live in Oakland, but now I live on my own in a one-bedroom apartment because he's coming up. Eh. Yo como decía Diana Ross, I'm coming out. Pero yo le digo, I'm coming up. I want the world to know I live on my own. <laughs> Entonces, ya no tengo un indoor closet or walking closet para hacer record. So I just recording out of my desk out here in my living room. Porque my only roommate is Coco, okay? She's the only one que vive aquí. Ella y yo. And you know what? To be honest with y'all, it might be her apartment and I just live in it. <laughs> But what has been happening since we last talked, y'all? I feel like the last time we talked, we were talking about how California was closing again because COVID was coming back. I think we... Was it Delta or Omicron or one of the variants? Listo, el evolution, you know? Como Pokemon, COVID evolved. Y se hizo un nuevo variant. And now, bitch, we're all up on a new... Not even a variant, y'all. It's a brand new fucking disease up in here. We have monkeypox out here in the world. And if you have been living under a rock and don't know what monkeypox is, déjate digo, okay? Monkeypox is apparently a disease. It's un disease que se sale como... Um, you know when you used to have the smallpox when you were a kid? You see... No, if somebody in your in your school had it, and you got it, and you were all itchy, and your mom put all this like lotion, and parecías como que tenías un montón de pimples como de niño. This is similar to that, but apparently these sores on your body like explode, and they burn and hurt, and you have fevers and shit, and you can't go anywhere, and they leave scars in your face. Mira, la gente. They weren't scared about dying, pero being ugly, bitch, people be scared about being ugly, okay? Yo te digo. And uh, in the last couple of weeks, monkeypox has been declared a, a state of health emergency, o como dice la gente. Yo no me acuerdo como se dice, pero the administration, the, administration, the Biden administration uh, said it was a, like, health emergency, a state of emergency, or different states have um, announced a state of emergency, California, Chicago, New York, amongst others. So, because monkeypox empezó during Pride season, like late May is one of the very first cases the monkeypox empezaron. Originally, monkeypox comes from Africa, and so a lot of the vaccines were concentrated there, and they're the vaccine is created in, in uh, I believe it's either Belgium? I think it's Belgium. Mira, see, I'm wrong. You tell me that I'm wrong. But it's not created here. And it's a small factory that makes these, these vaccines porque it hadn't spread worldwide. Well, some of these people decided to go to raves or something, got monkeypox. After the rave or whatever you want to call it ended, these people that got monkeypox started taking it to other places. Y porque it was around Pride... 
you know, ain't nobody wearing shirts during Pride. Look, let me just tell you, let me tell you right now. Pride is the time to not wear a shirt. I always wear a shirt porque I have a lonja, pero you know, the gays, they work out all day, all night. They don't wear a shirt during Pride. They have to digo. And so they be rubbing against each other y todo. And apparently, that's when different outbreaks started happening. Right now, the outbreaks are concentrated within the LGBTQ community, predominantly men who have sex with men. Pero there's been a lot of misconceptions that this is an STI or that, that only gay people can get this. Anybody can get monkeypox. I repeat. Cualquier persona puede agarrar monkeypox. I repeat, anybody can get monkeypox. It just happens to be that the outbreaks happen during Pride season, and the majority of people that got it were queer gay men. Entonces, I be staying my ass home desde que pasó. I got me my vaccine like three weeks ago. That shit dolió, okay? That shit hurt. My arm was hurting for like days, like maybe weeks, like más que the COVID vaccine, okay? I was like, bitch, another vaccine? I was like, damn, how many toes am I gonna grow with this one? I don't care, but I ain't trying to look ugly, okay? So out there, please stay safe. Know that monkeypox, anybody can get monkeypox, so please wear long sleeves, avoid going to crowds where people are gonna be shirtless. If you see somebody that has just like a bunch of sores, please stay away. I also wanna say that People out there also have skin diseases, and so it might necessarily necessarily be monkeypox, but just be aware, people. Be fucking aware. Besides America, you know, facing this new pandemic or endemic, or whatever we're going to call it, this new disease of monkeypox, another thing that America has recently been facing is the worst shortage of teachers in Decades, literally decades. There's so many states that are missing hundreds of teachers. There's so many teacher vacancies. Some states are going from five to four day uh, school weeks because they don't have enough staff members to teach the students. States like Florida have been asking military folks to come teach. And if you are married to someone in the military, you're automatically allowed to teach in a classroom, which is ridiculous. Porque cuando yo era maestro, I had to take so many classes. I had to take so many tests. I had to go to school extra time. Nada más para poder ser maestro. And now these states have such bad shortage that anybody is teaching. There's places in rural Texas that as long as you have a high school diploma, you can have your own classroom. They're over here like Oprah, like, you can have a class, and you can have a class, and you can have a class. But you know what? I don't feel bad. Porque se me hace como que we've been telling you this, y'all. We've been telling people for the longest that teachers aren't happy, that those maestros are not getting, they don't get paid well enough, that they're overworked. Parents, parents, if you're a parent listening to this and you have a child, yo, you might be the problem. Porque we've been telling people, we've been telling parents specifically, that teachers, you need to be a partner with your teacher. Not fucking like be against los maestros de your sons and your daughters and your kids. Like ask someone that was a teacher, I can tell you, 
that you who are you going to believe are you going to believe your 12 year old that is prone to lying out of their ass or are you going to believe the adult in the class and about 90 percent of the time these parents believe the child instead of believing the adult in the classroom y por eso maestros are tired Teachers are tired of the way they are treated by parents, by the society, by school districts, by this government, the lack of funds that they get. So you know what? So many teachers left the classroom last last spring. Y por eso, there's so many teacher openings and so many students that are going without being taught by a credentialed teacher. All the laws that are passing that are making it harder to be a teacher, that's why teachers are leaving. So I really blame everybody. Everybody else that's not an educator, I blame y'all. Because y'all have not been advocating for educators and for teachers enough. Y por eso, estamos como estamos. Porque our education system is shit, y'all. Y por eso está la gente pendeja que de, le cree cualquier cosa que el internet dice. Oh, es que YouTube told me. Girl, that's why people don't have common sense because they don't have a good education and good teachers. Y ahora, these students that are being taught by people that are not professional teachers, you're going to see how bad it's going to be for them. I'm just saying. And another, uh, talking about things that are bad, y'all. Oof. Talking about things that are bad. It's the last laws that have been struck down by the Supreme Court of the United States. When I tell you that SCOTUS is compromised, I mean it. In the last couple of weeks, they struck down Roe vs. Wade, which essentially means that they took away so many rights from women across the country, taking us back literally 50 years into the past. Entonces, we are over here worried que esto va a ser an indication about gay rights. And bitch, if they turn down some of the rights, that the little rights that we have, Y'all might be hearing this podcast from a different country. I'm just telling y'all. And something that people are doing from a different country is appropriating their food. In the last couple weeks, months, I've gotten real into TikTok, y'all. Y'all should follow me on TikTok at It's Just a Talk. I be funny on TikTok, okay? I be telling shit how it is. Como aquí, pero más. And I've been seeing all these European Americans trying to appropriate Latino food. They be calling it their own recipe and calling it different names. And bitch, we are tired of this. I'm tired. You tired. We are all tired. They're over here calling fucking esquites Mexican street corn salad. They are here calling agua fresca spa water. I heard they're calling ceviche and jaiva fucking cowboy caviar. And take this. I heard... I saw a TikTok of this European-American eating a concha. And she said, this is the best seashell donut I've ever had. It tastes so good. When I tell you that we've had it, baby, we've had it. I'm going to come for you. Watch on TikTok. I came for a couple of them. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go to our next segment of the podcast, our question of the week. I'll see you there, y'all. Welcome back to the next segment of the podcast, the segment I like to call the question of the week. 
where we talk about something that's happening in the world or something that just doesn't make sense that all of you are trying to figure out. Today, we're going to go ahead and talk about monkeypox. I'm going to go over some myths and some truths about monkeypox so that all of you are aware of what's happening and hopefully ain't nobody that listens to this podcast going to get monkeypox. Myth number one, is monkeypox a new disease? You may have only have heard of monkeypox recently, but actually monkeypox has been around for about six decades. Scientists first learned about the virus in 1958 when two outbreaks of pox-like disease occurred in colonies of research monkeys, which this is explained by Dr. Bio Curry Winchow, who is the original clinical director of Carbon Health. So about six decades of monkeypox. Also, monkeypox was an endemic in the following countries, in Benin, Cameroon, Central African Republic, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Gabon, and Ghana, Ivory Coast, Liberia, Nigeria, Republic of Congo, Sierra Leone, and South Sudan. Myth number two, you can get monkeypox from the COVID-19 vaccine. Absolutely not. These are two completely different viruses. One, COVID-19 is the endemic, the pandemic we've been dealing with in the last couple years. And monkeypox is a vaccine, I mean, is a disease that we've known for decades and has only recently came to the United States and other countries like Canada, Great Britain, Australia, etc., Yes, both COVID-19 and monkeypox can be transmitted through droplets or through touching something where somebody sneezed or touched with their open sores. So those two are similar. COVID-19, the droplets of COVID-19 stay in the air longer than those of monkeypox. And similarly, if somebody touches something with their open wounds, that's similar to if somebody sneezes directly onto the object that you then touch, and you can get monkeypox. Very similar to COVID-19. Not similarly, the vaccines are different. So Pfizer and Moderna use messenger RNA vaccines. So you can listen to a, a podcast a couple podcasts ago where we talked about the different vaccines. And this vaccine, the Gynos, I can't say the name, I'm sorry, vaccine of monkeypox does not use messenger RNA. So that is a myth. Myth number three, you can get monkeypox from a swimming, swimming pool. Even though scientists say that they're still researching this, but right now they say that it does not appear that the, the monkeypox is waterborne but rather spread primarily through skin-through-skin contact. It can also spread when people touch unwatched linens or clothing previously used by an individual with monkeypox. With that in mind, doctors advise that people take precautions at swimming pools. It is important to be aware that you touch what you touch while you're at the pool, as towels and clothing or rails and things like that are at higher risk are spreading the virus. The next myth, I believe it's myth number four. You can get monkeypox from being in a crowd. 
Capacity limits were a major mitigation strategy through COVID-19 pandemic, right? Because the virus was airborne and spread, spreads when someone inhales droplets and particles containing the virus. Officials advised the public that the fewer people that were sharing the same air, the less they would be to spread COVID-19. Though monkeypox can spread through respiratory secretions, the CDC noted in a media advisory that these droplets drop out of the air more quickly than those of COVID-19. Therefore, it's unlikely to get monkeypox from being in a crowd, but it's not impossible, especially if you're doing skin-to-skin -skin contact with that crowd. So people are still saying to wear a mask and wear long sleeves or avoid crowds altogether. Myth number five, monkeypox is a sexually transmitted infection or STI. Though monkeypox can be spread through sex, it's not the only way that somebody can be infected. Monkeypox can spread from skin to skin contact that isn't sexual or intimate. This is why people who have sex um, have been spreading it because during sex you have skin-to-skin -skin contact but it all it takes is that skin-to-skin -skin contact S sexually transmitted infections occur when um, your private parts you know your penis and your vaginas get touched or your penis and your anuses get touched or your mouth puts things in the body put things of the body in your mouth. That's how sexually transmitted infections happen. Pero monkeypox can happen during during sex, but it's because of the skin-to-skin -skin contact. It is not an, a sexually transmitted disease. Our most biggest myth that I feel everybody has been missing is that only gay and bisexual men can get monkeypox. The most important thing that anyone can know about monkeypox right now is that it could affect anyone and everyone, regardless of what your sexual orientation or your partner's sexual orientation is. Everyone should be aware of the risks and educate themselves on how they can protect themselves against the virus. No le crean a Telemundo, a Univision, or on these right conspiracy theories theorists websites that are saying that only gay people can get monkeypox. This myth is hurtful and it's dangerous because this reminds me of when the HIV crisis happened in the 80s and in the early 90s that stigmatized the gay community so much and it made people believe that only gay people can get HIV. And trust me, it's not true. I have an aunt who died of AIDS because her HIV turned into AIDS in the early 90s. And she was nowhere near gay. She was married and her husband cheated on her. Look, I'm not putting her business out there, okay? So no way I continuar. But that's the biggest myth that it's dangerous because people are believing that monkeypox only spreads through gay people, gay men and bisexual men, to be precise. Hasta mi familia ha dicho cosas that are, help, are hurtful to me. I'm going to LA in a couple weeks. And I told my mom that I was going to LA. And she said, no, no quiero que vengas. Porque yo escuché que los maricones tienen el monkeypox. Me dijo, lo miré en las noticias. And that is where the danger starts.
So we need to kill this myth that only gay and bi men can get monkeypox. Anybody can. Please educate yourself. And with that, we've debunked some myths about monkeypox. And we're going to go to our next segment of the podcast, our QT, our QT BIPOC excellence of the episode. So I will see all of you there. <laughs> Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to our next segment of the podcast, our QT BIPOC excellence of the episode. And baby, I'm not going to make this long. There's so many people I could highlight this episode that are queer, trans, black, indigenous people of color. But this episode, I'm going to dedicate it to La Reina, not La Reina de Tetsmets and the Reina de Mi Corazón, Selena. But we're going to dedicate it to the Queen Beyonce, who dropped the album Renaissance a couple weeks ago. And if you follow me on TikTok, you know that I made a whole video about how Beyonce made this album for the gays. Okay? Y si no te gusta eso, you know what? Log off, girl, and go listen to Beyonce Renaissance. Porque she truly did make this album for the gays. In her dedication, she said that she made it for her uncle Johnny. And if you remember a couple years ago, cuando she made her speech in the Glad Awards con JC, she told a very compelling story about her uncle Johnny being the strongest and most amazing gay man she had ever met in her life. And if you have heard Renaissance, si lo has escuchado, you know that every single song is Una canción que they could play at the gay club, baby. So, I don't know if you're upset or not, pero Renaissance by Beyonce was made for the gays. And this is why Beyonce is today's QT BIPOC excellence of the episode, baby. Sorry, buddy. I'll see you at the next segment, y'all. Welcome to our next segment of the podcast, a segment I like to call Today in the Country, where we are here talking about everything that's happening in este país, los estados supposedly unidos, but bitch, we more divided than anything up in here. And most recently, one of the things that is dividing este país more than ever is the FBI search of DJT's home in Mar-a-Lago. Apparently, a couple days ago, FBI raided Mar-a-Lago house of DJT because it was found out that he took some very important and classified documents and the FBI went there to his home to look for nuclear documents and other source other documents is what sources say so apparently classified documents relating to nuclear weapons were among the items that the FBI agents sought in search of former President DJT and his Florida residence home on Monday. Esto pasó el lunes, August 8, okay? So, a couple days ago. 
According to people familiar with the investigation, experts say in classified information said that the unusual search underscores deep concern among government officials about the type of information they thought could be lo located in Mar-a-Lago and potentially in danger of falling into the wrong hands. The people who described some of the material that agents were seeking spoke on the condition of agamity to discuss on ongoing investigations. They did not offer additional details porque obviamente they're classified about what type of information these agents were seeking, including whether it involved weapons belonging to the United States or to other nations. Nor did they say if such documents were recovered as part of the search. A DJT spokesperson did not respond to the request of a comment. The Justice Department and the FBI also declined to comment. So, apparently, este hijo de toda su puta madre took about 30 boxes of classified documents. In June, he complied and the FBI went and took about 12, 13 boxes back from his house. Classified information that he was not allowed to take with him. Y este güey se las llevó. Apparently, somebody snitched and told the FBI that there was more documents in his basement safe. Which makes me to believe, how big is this fucking safe that they took 15 boxes? Porque I'm thinking there are these, like, banker boxes, like the tough ones full of documents. I'm like, how big is this fucking safe? I need to see this safe. And is does Melania live there is what I want to know. <laughs> but apparently... People are saying that he had these documents porque, you know, he be trying to give them to the Saudis or people in Russia. That's the theory, girl. That's what I hear. I'm just saying. I'm just reporting lo que escucho, okay? But this could put this man in prison. One of the many things that could put him in prison. Another thing that could put this man in prison is January 6th. So a couple weeks ago, January 6th committee came to a close. And this committee basically looked at the different things that DJT did during January, leading up and during January 6th that can incriminate him for trying to overthrow the government of the United States. It no, like created a coup to throw, overthrow the government. So I'm going to tell you the 10 most important things that we learned during the hearings. The first thing we learned is that Trump ignored advice from aides and other people in pre to and to not prematurely claim victory. People are telling him, don't do this. It's still too close. The votes have not been counted. But it's the way said, we won. And that's why his followers believed that he had, in fact, won. The second most important thing that we learn is that some in Trump's orbit, including his daughter Ivanka Trump, accepted that there's actually no border fraud. His lawyer said this. Everybody in his cabinet said that there was no border fraud. But he continued to spew the lies to mobilize and up have his base in uproar. The third most important thing that we learn is that Julie, Julie, Julian? Where Giuliani acknowledged the lack of evidence towards this claim once he was in under oath in the court. 
But outside of the court, he kept saying that there was plenty of evidence, that you can find evidence everywhere, that there was fraud. But when he was inside the court, baby, he didn't say that one bit. The fourth most important thing that we learn is the legal architects acknowledge the basis to unwind the election was bankrupt, meaning that the Trump campaign attorney who crafted a memo encouraging Pence to buck his ceremonial duty to certify the election results also evidently had doubts about the legality of this plan, meaning that they didn't know how legal this was, and they might have also known that it was illegal, but they still wanted Pence to not count the votes. The fifth most important thing is that the Trump team saw a benefit to working with outsiders. So DJT Wade installing Jeffrey Clark, a Justin Department lawyer specializing in environmental law, as Attorney General because he was willing to send a letter to Georgia and other states asking to stall the certification of the election. Basically, he put someone in power that would do his dirty work. The sixth most important thing that we learned is that Trump knew there were weapons in the crowd on January 6th, and he did not care that people brought guns and other weapons because they knew they weren't going to hurt him, but he was willing to have other people get hurt. The next most important thing that we learned is that the White House, White House lawyers worried about legal exposure of DJT's speech in March plans, meaning they told them not to say, tell people to go to the Capitol, and they told them as their lawyers that he should not say this, but he still did. We also learned that DJT, DJT thought Pence deserved everything that came to him and didn't want to take action on January 6th, meaning that because he didn't want to do anything, he was okay if he got hung or died. Because he said, Mark, something needs to be done or people are going to die and the blood is going to be on your hands is what people told the people in his circle, basically. Another thing that we learned is the numerous lawmakers of DJT Associates asked for pardons in connection to January 6th. So a lot of Congress people and Senate people and other people that worked with him asked for pardons related to January 6th. And why do you ask the U.S. for a pardon if you didn't do anything wrong? And finally, we also learned that witnesses received messages apparently seeking to influence the testimony. The committee displayed various intimidating messages sent to those testifying before the committee, including one where a witness was told they would stay in good graces with DJT and its world if they protected him and not said the truth. Another thing that we learned, too, during January 6th committees was that during the riot, he wanted to go to the Capitol, too, and almost choked out one of his Secret Service people because they didn't drive him to the Capitol. And he tried to take control of the wheel and was screaming and basically haciendo un berrinche in his office to the point where he even threw his burger and fries at the wall, almost hitting some of the people in his cabinet because he was so upset that he couldn't be there protesting and breaking into the Capitol with his people. Look, I'm just saying they should have let him do it. They should have let him do it, bitch. Another thing that's happening in the country is 
bitch, things are expensive as fuck, and people are saying that inflation is real. Even though a couple weeks ago, not even a couple weeks ago, a couple of days ago, Biden said the opposite. So the question is, would you like inflation 0% or 8.5%? And the answer is both. But leave it to politicians to skew this basic economic fact into rhetorical ammunition. Here's the deal. At a White House press briefing, President Biden took a moment to note that inflation, as measured by the consumer price index, had cooled off the last month. He said, Today we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. While the price of some things went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result means zero inflation last month. That is all correct. From June to July, the CPI, which measures price movements from for a basket of everyday goods and services, has in fact flat, not exactly a breakout in, in kind of results, but a step in the right direction. But Republicans pounced on that and saw a gap and others saw as fiction. Ted Cruz tweeted that it was cruel gaslighting from the president noticing Headline figures on the CPI was actually 8.5. So here's the thing. Just to be perfectly clear, the year-to-year rate of inflation was 8.5%, as widely reported by the news. That means we're comparing July 2022 to July 2021, and that is how media typically chooses to frame their reporting. But Biden didn't lie also. Did he perhaps cherry-pick the more optimistic figure and focus on shorter-term improvements in spreading power? That's exactly what he did. He's a politician, after all. And if we were one of his advisors, we might have advised against making so much of a 0% thing because, like, it's not one month. And if you ask the American people what they think, we go to gas, gas pump. We're going to the grocery store. We're buying things. We can tell that things are more expensive. So bottom line is that both Biden and the GOP are correct about data. It's both 8.5%, but it's also 0%. So you do with that with what you want, y'all. I just know that shit is expensive. (laughs) And with that, we're going to go to one of our last segments of our podcast, Hoy en el Mundo. So I'll see you there. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to our next segment in the podcast, Hoy en el Mundo, where we talk about things that are happening in the world, porque we're not alone aquí en los Estados Unidos, okay? Not everything that's happening in the U.S. is means that nothing is happening in the world around us. So with that, let's get into it, y'all. First, let's go over to Korea, where deadly floods are happening, actually South Korea, but there's also happening a drought in China. So extreme flooding in South Korea this week submerged streets, carts, buildings, as torrential downpours brought more than a month's worth of rainfall in the space of just a few days. Between Monday and Wednesday of last week, a commutative total of 225 meters, a little over 20 inches, was recorded in Seoul, or Seoul, Seoul, I'm sorry, in Seoul, South Korea. 
as at least nine people are confirmed to have died from the floods and many more are reported injured or missing. High rainfall rates and flooding during the monsoon season in South Korea is common with average rainfall of up to 250 meters a month in the month of August. However, this week's rainfall accumulations far exceed these typical conditions. We can expect to see continued extreme flooding scenarios into the future as average temperatures across the Korean Peninsula have increased by about 1.7 Celsius since 1912. So they continue to increase until there's going to be more rain. The warmer the air is able to hold more, more moisture and therefore there will be more frequent and intense rainfall. At the same time, in East Asia has also been subject to extreme heat over the past week, particularly affecting China. The temperature at Shanghai Station reached about 40.1 Celsius last Thursday. Since records began in 1873, there have been about 20 instances that the temperature has surpassed the 40 Celsius in Shanghai, six of which have occurred in just this year alone. In addition to the extreme heat across China, drought is becoming an increasing problem, in particular for the Yaxi River Basin, which comprises a fifth of a total area of China and contains a third of China's population. As of July, the basin had seen about 40% increase only of rainfall. I mean, 40% of the rainfall it actually gets during the same period last year with some places seeing 20 consecutive days without any measurable rainfall, which compared to last year, it would have rained. So water levels in the main flow of the river are about 5 meters lower than this time last year. So the drought is affecting about 830,000 people along with large areas of farmland. Throughout next week, the basin is likely to see very little, if any rate at all, with intense heat dominating the drought and the I mean with the heat dominating and the drought worsening. Now if we go over to another side, we go to Iran where the feds are charging Iranian operatives in a plot to assassinate former DJT officials. So prosecutors say that a person named Shamran Porsafi was offered three hundred thousand dollars to kill former national security advisor john bolton axios reported that the former secretary of state mike pompeo was also targeted so the u.s department of justice has charged the member of the iran's islamic revolutionary guard corps or the irgc in connection with an alleged assassination plot against former djt national security advisor john bolton Axios reported later that former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has also been informed that he was the second target by the IRGC. According to prosecutors, Iranian National and the IRGC member Charam Porsafi was offered $300,000 to hire somebody to eliminate Bolton, who, while in the DJT administration help because the DJT administration helped lead an effort to kill one of their own. 
prosecutor said that Porsafi contacted a person whom the Justice Department referred to as a confidential human resource or human source and offered the first at first two hundred and fifty thousand, then three hundred thousand to kill Bolton. Persafi also mentioned he had another job for the source. They would he would pay one million dollar for it, and that other job is the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. So shit is heating up in Iran, y'all. They over here trying to kill Mike Pompeo and what's his fucking name, John Bolton. Which I'm like. We are so divided in this country that I feel like half of the people would be upset at this and half of the people would be like, go, good shit, Iran, good shit. (laughs) I'm just saying, y'all. And with that, we're going to go to our very last segment of the podcast, my favorite segment of all time, where we get to talk some shit. And you know what, baby? This segment of the podcast is brought to you by Talking Shit. to my favorite part of the podcast where we get to talk shit baby mira este episode del the podcast i have two people que valen verga wey <laughs> and if you don't know what that means as a friend who speaks spanish and yeah he, they'll tell you they'll tell you what that means the first one is all the gop yo as a whole the GOP, Valen Verga. Look, they out here saying shit like, defund the FBI, we demand this, like, this is the worst thing to ever happen to our country by the FBI. Did y'all forget all the people of color, all the uh, MLK, Malcolm X, um, the Black Panthers, I can keep going, that the FBI has low-key killed Girl, we haven't forgotten that. So, Mar-a-Lago being searched is not the worst thing in the history of the United States that the FBI has done. Okay, baby? Open up a book. Actually, not even a history book. Just do your research, girl. Because history books, you know, they be out here being censored and shit. So, the whole GOP out here posting shit like upside down American flags. You know what? A big F you. Big F you to the whole GOP. If you follow the GOP and you listen to this, you know what? Y'all listening to different opinions, so good shit on you. Pero just know that I'm giving the middle finger to the GOP. The second people I'm giving the middle finger to is the woman who came for me a couple days ago after the gym. If y'all follow me on TikTok, y'all know that this happened to me a couple days ago last week. 
baby. I was walking after the gym, you know, I had gotten a good workout, you know, I had burned como unas 300 calories, maybe 500 calories, okay? I burned some calories and I was feeling myself up in here and I was walking to the parking lot and I had parked in the parking lot of the Sprouts porque el parking lot de mi gym estaba lleno because during construction. That's besides the point. So to go to the parking lot on the Sprouts is in the second floor, so you have to go up some stairs. Baby, when I tell you that at least three people got in the next staircase, I'm telling you at least three people fit in the staircase, okay? I was texting. I was on my phone because I was texting someone that needed to hear from me ASAP. And I had seen her text during the gym, but I couldn't reply because, you know, she was getting that workout in, okay? She was lifting them weights, baby. Tell me why I was walking up these stairs and I did not see this. I did not see this woman coming down the stairs, and this woman had the audacity, laudacidad, to put her hand on my face and almost touched me to snap in my face. She snapped in my face and said, in front of you, I didn't even, ni siquiera supe que pasó. I didn't know what had happened. I didn't have time to react. So I moved out of the way and I was like, oh my bad. But then I was like, no. That was rude. That was hella rude, bitch. Uh-uh, no. If one thing you're not going to do is be rude around me, baby. Uh-uh. My, me mama, she raised me too well for this. And then I, like, looked back and I was like, you didn't have to be that rude. You could have just said, excuse me. This woman was like, what did you say? What did you just say to me? And I was like, I said what I said. And I started walking away porque I have things to do. You know, I just had a great workout. I've been having a great day. Was not going to let. Ain't nobody going to, you know, kill my vibe. This woman starts following me, yelling at me, saying shit like, what the fuck did you say? Come on, meet me with the same fucking energy you met me two minutes ago. Come on, come on. And I kept saying, have a great day, ma'am. Have a great day, ma'am. Have a blessed day, ma'am. As I was walking to my car, because I was like, you know what? I am fighting with nobody. No, she has been having a bad day. This is not about me. This is about her. She's trying to take it, take her bad day out on me, and I'm not going to let her do that. Baby, when I tell you she got to me, I was walking away near my car. Y esta mujer didn't allow the ciudad to say, just because I interrupted you, I'm fucking grinder, you faggot. Oh, Dios mío. When I tell you I saw red and nothing but red, that's what I saw. I turned around and I kid you not, I read this woman to filth. Cuando te digo que la leí de pies a cabeza, La leí de pies a cabeza. I basically was like, first of all, you don't know me to, to make assumptions about me. And second of all, it doesn't matter what the fuck I was doing. What you did was rude and disrespectful. Because if the tables were turned, baby, you would have blown up on me. And you would have said all this shit. You would have said I was racist. He said que tanto. But you know what? You came for my fucking identity because that's who you are. A homophobic fucking bitch. And now I'm not going to give you the benefit of doubt. Dije otra cosas que, you know, no puedo decir aquí en el podcast. Because, you know, I'm going to get canceled. But I didn't come for her ethnicity or race. I didn't come for her appearance, which, baby, I could have came for her appearance. Baby, I could have. But I didn't do that. 
But the fact that she came for me and called me a faggot, ooh, no, girl, mm-mm. I got in my car and tried to drive away. This woman got in front of my car and started slamming my hood of my car. I was so close to dragging this woman, y'all. It took, la, you know, Virgencita de Guadalupe held me back and told me, Maori, don't do this. You have too much to lose. And this woman, she was wearing a wrap. This woman probably doesn't even have anything to lose at this point. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to go there. Mm-mm, no, not going to go there. I finally got out of my car and I was like, people were passing by and they were hearing, they were, they, they were like gathering because she was like screaming and slamming my hood. And I was like, y'all need to tell her to move out of my car before I run her over. And people were like, just move, leave him alone, move. As soon as she moved, I started driving, opened my window, and I say, I hope you have a blessed rest of your day, ma'am. And I drove away because she was having a bad day. And I, I lingered about it for the next 30, 40 minutes. And then I was like, I'm done. She's not going to ruin my day. No, baby. I'm going to have a great rest of my day. So you know what? Lady with the sweatpants and the sandalias, the little Ugg sandalias, and your little hair wrap who snapped my finger and disrespected me, F you, lady. But you know what? I also hope you have a great rest of your year because obviously your year is going real bad, girl. That's why you came for me. That's the only reason you could have came for this, baby. <laughs> Y'all, I'm so happy to be back. Y'all don't even know how happy I am to be back. So I'm going to give you my last spicy nuggets of the episode. First of all, I want to shout out Mr. Javier Rivara. You know who you is? You have been pushing me to start this podcast again. So to you, I thank you, sir. And if you're listening out there to this podcast, whether you're a returning listener or a brand new listener, as my final spicy nuggets, I want to say gracias. And I promise you that I will be back sooner than I was last time. It ain't going to be a year. It ain't going to be next week, but it might be the week after that. Like always, my name is Mauricio. I am your host. I'm so thankful for you being here. And I want to remind you that I am everything I am because the hood loved me. Bye, y'all. Solo di. Solo di.